The second section of Psalms, known as the Exodus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today, we join Scott Pauling in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God in the Psalms, and let's discover what God has for us along the way. There are seasons in life when you do everything you know to do, everything you've been told to do, and still you're struggling. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you're there right now. Uh, let me encourage you. There is no temptation taken you but such as is common to man, but God is faithful. In Psalm 43, we find a psalmist who is still struggling. And we remember in the previous psalm, Psalm 42, he was having a hard time. He was thirsty for God. He was uh, troubled by his own emotions. And he gets some victory. He talks to himself. He talks to the Lord. He gets some victory. But when you come to Psalm 43, the psalmist is still struggling. Uh, many people believe that Psalm 43 is really a postscript to Psalm 42, almost like a footnote or the continuation of the story. It's only five verses long, uh, but it literally continues the same theme, the same tone, and some of the same words. We don't know exactly, again, who wrote these psalms, but whoever it was was having a hard time. Listen to Psalm 43. Judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. Oh, deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. For thou art the God of my strength. Why dost thou cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God my God. And then listen to the last verse. Psalm 43, verse 5. See if this sounds vaguely familiar to our last study. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Uh, that is the exact same wording that was found twice in the previous psalm. Psalm 42, verse 5 and verse 11. Now Psalm 43, verse 5, the same wording. Here is a man who is still struggling. And maybe you thought, I'd be over this by now. Today would be a new day. The battle would be passed. And here I am still struggling. What's wrong with me? Friend, it may not be that something is wrong with you, and it may not be the fault of everybody around you. It may be that God is working in you, that God is working for you. You see, think of the fact that we're still being blessed and benefited from Psalm 43, and that grew out of the great crisis hour in the psalmist's life. Sometimes the greatest life grows out of moments of death. Sometimes the greatest hope comes in the midst of the despair. So if you're still struggling, here's what you can do. If you take the verses in Psalm 43 and just walk through them, he is, of course, pouring out his complaint to God. He's praying. And I would say to you, that's something all of us can do today. No matter how low you are, no matter how bad it is, you can always talk to God about it. When nobody else is around, you can talk to God about it. But here are the elements that you should talk to God about. Here are the things that should be included in your prayer. First of all, in verse 1, make sure you're thoroughly right with God. The psalmist began by saying, Judge me, O God, and plead my cause. 
against an ungodly nation. Now, he could only say that if he knew that he was right with the Lord. You don't want God to judge you unless you know that sin's been confessed and forsaken and there's nothing between you and God. So let's begin here. Make sure you are thoroughly right with the Lord. Then, notice in verse number 2, he says, For thou art the God of my strength. So rehearse who God is. Be sure you're right with Him, and then rehearse who God is. There's a tendency to get your eyes on yourself and on other people. No, God, you are my strength. Then give your questions to Him. Did you notice the questions? Why dost thou cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Oh, boy, there's a question we all ask. Uh, if you're a parent, you know that your children love to ask why. Well, sometimes God's children do the same thing. But it's okay to ask why as long as you're talking to the Heavenly Father who does have the answer and who loves you unconditionally. So bring your doubt, your confusion, your question to God and pour it out to Him. Then when you come to verse 3, He cries out this, Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. So watch this, please. Ask God to lead you. By the way, if you're going to ask Him to do it, you better be ready to follow. Uh, don't pray if you're not willing to obey. So by even saying to the Lord, Lord, lead me, He's surrendering Himself to the will of God. Lord, you just show me the next step, and I will do that. And then, I love the end of verse 3, He says, Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Do you remember in the previous psalm, the psalmist was was thirsty for God. He was hungry just to be back at the temple, back in the place of worship, back in the presence of God. Well, I, I want to show you here in Psalm 43, he's not just asking God to get him out of his circumstances. He's asking God to bring him in to God's presence. I'm afraid sometimes our prayers are so much just about escape when that's not God's goal. God's goal is not for us to simply get out of trouble. It's to get into his presence. So seek in your prayer to enter into the presence of the Lord, to enjoy God. I tell you, everything looks different from the throne room. When you are seated with Him in heavenly places, when your affection is on things above, then everything on earth looks different. So seek to commune with God. Get as close to Him as you possibly can. And then, I love this part of His prayer at the end of verse 4. Yea, upon the harp will I praise Thee, O God, my God. So... He begins to praise the Lord, and he promises to continue praising the Lord as God hears and answers his prayer. All true prayer should lead to praise, and then that praise should lead us to greater prayer. There is a beautiful uh, divine cycle here. We rejoice in what God has done and is doing, and we ask him for more. And so there is this beautiful connection between prayer and praise. And then you come to the final verse again. Now listen to it carefully. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. Did you notice the verse begins with the psalmist looking at his soul, but it ends with him looking at his God. In your soul, you have intellect, you have emotion, and you have will. Sometimes, frankly, our intellect gets cloudy. We're not thinking right. Our, our reasoning, we get confused. Our emotion gets overwhelmed, overtaken. Uh, perhaps you're in despair in your emotion. Our will gets to the place where we get stubborn and uh, we think we're doing the right thing, but we're not doing the right thing. And so he's looking first at his soul, but he looks then to his God. Can I challenge you to get your eyes off of your soul and back on your God? Let me point something out to you. Remember Psalm 42 and Psalm 43 go together. 
Did you notice in Psalm 42, verse 5, he said, I'll praise him for the help of his countenance. Then in verse 11, he says, God is the health of my countenance. Oh, I love this. His countenance is going to help your countenance. Now, you don't have to put on a fake smile today. Just get in his presence. Get a glimpse of his face. That'll help you. That'll give health and strength to your countenance. And he continues that in Psalm 43, verse 5. He said, I'll yet praise him who is the health of my countenance. I tell you, if you get a glimpse of his face, it's going to help your face. If you get a glimpse of his heart, it's going to help your heart. If you get in his presence, it's going to help your soul. It's going to help you see everything in a different light because now you're living in the presence of our great God. I want to challenge you today to take Psalm 43. Let it be your prayer template today. Let it be your model prayer and just talk to God. I think you'll find when you get to the end of that season of prayer, you won't be thinking so much about your soul. You'll be thinking more about your God, and you'll be able to say, I shall yet praise Him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, or more information on growing in your faith, please visit us at scottpauley.org. We would love to hear from you. From there, you may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey.